right, all right, all right. Another perfect week for the Leafs. A little 3-0 action. Two games against the Canucks. One game against the Montreal Canadiens. Feels good. I mean, just when you're sitting here on a Sunday and the Leafs disappointed you, not only on Saturday, but throughout the week, it just makes Monday, it just makes the, the Sunday scary so much it, it amplifies them, I suppose. That's a big word. Whew, amplify. That should be the word of the week. But it amplifies those Sunday scaries. Just when this team is awful and it's they suck. But right now, I feel good. I feel good. I'm all right. I'm at ease. I'm chill. Because last night, a little... Was it 5-1 was the final score? Thrashing? I wouldn't say thrashing, but... Little beat down on the on the Canucks last night. Nice, felt good. A lot of good, a lot of positives to build off of. And then the little back-to-back wins Wednesday, Thursday. A little weird starting the week though with uh, no games on Monday and Tuesday. I mean, you're just you're just kind of like sitting there waiting. Like, oh, like isn't there isn't there supposed to be a game today, tomorrow? It's it's, it's the SpongeBob meme, pretty much. You're sitting there, just waiting, just waiting patiently for the Leafs to give your life meaning, right? But anyways, what happened this week? What to get into? So number one, Canadian the, the fight against Edler. We have to get into this. It was the talk of the town for a couple days there. Wayne Simmons beating up on Alex Edler because of Alex Edler's hit on that knocked out Zach Hyman. I'm all for it, 100%. I think it should have happened. This is not rec league. You can't go and stick out your knee and knock out our player for four weeks. Okay, oh, you got the suspension. You served the suspension. You had COVID. Uh, don't fight him. Okay. Alex Edler's a big boy. He can he can protect himself. But also, lost in all of this, and I, I did hear, I think, Ray Ferraro or someone say this. Where's all this grit that's supposedly supposed to be on the Canucks? Your fourth line gets paid $25 million. Not one person can help stand up to step in for Alex Edler there. Your 35-year-old veteran defenseman has to fight Wayne Simmons, and then nobody addresses it the rest of the game. Actually, they, actually after that, you look flat the rest of the game, and you suck the rest of the game. Like, the Canucks just look so done with this season. I, I really hope that Seattle goes and saves Travis Green. He does not deserve this. This is nonsense. And then another kick to the nuts of the Canucks. Jake Vertanen, um, Pervin out. Uh, I don't, I'm not even going to comment any further on this, but that's an ugly situation there. Ooh, yucks. Yikes. Terrible to see. Terrible to see any sort of anything like that come out because it's, it's, it's disgusting. But what a week for the Canucks. Did they even win a game? I didn't look that up at all. Probably should have, but bad time to be a Canucks fan. Anyways, I'm 100% for it. And the Canucks here, they're, they're soft for not doing anything about it. That's my opinion. But Brian Hayes did put it very well this week. That fight was more so to send a message to the Leafs than it was to the Canucks. To say, hey, you're not going to be, like, who cares if the, no, you're sending a message to the Canucks or you're not going to beat us up. Okay, what? Well, play them what, a couple more times this year? And then that's it because they're not making playoffs. They're done. I think the, to the delight more so of them than anyone else because they look so done with this season. It's unbelievable. But anyways, 
we'll get into it. We'll get into our rock star shit. Three stars of the week. Um, very tough one there. A lot of good candidates there. Thoughts on some of the replacement players? I'm, I, I hope we see some of these guys a little bit more this week because I liked what I saw. And I think it'll help to make a better decision moving forward. And then after that, I mean, there are some tough decisions. Tough decisions in the lineup to be made. I think these really need to be discussed. I want to break down that a lot. But first, um, I guess to talk about the games, the three games itself. I mean, Montreal actually did get some great chances. I'll give them that. And two of the three games... Actually, yeah, two out of the three games, Jack, I mean, the goaltending was solid this week. They gave up a what? A total of, they gave up a total of three goals, I want to say. I don't know how I don't have these numbers in front of me, but another great week from Jack Campbell. Uh, David Riddick was a little untested in the game that he played, but he played very well. Um, also, the meme of the, he was the meme of the week, knocking out that, uh, bodying the, the the leaf staff member that was trying to pump everyone up in the hallway that was hilarious so i'll talk I'll get to that a little bit more in uh, the rockstar shit segment but yeah let's get into actually before the lineup decisions let's get into that rockstar shit players of the week uh very very tough a lot of great performances i mean austin matthews four even strength goals this week are you kidding me? Jason Spezza quietly four assists this week. Mitch Marner, another five-point week. Led the team. Five points. How are you? Um, but, yeah. Our third star, I, I mean, you can't deny it. Five primary points this week. Mitch Marner. Got to give it to him. I know he was first star last week, but he's awesome. He's just so good at setting people up. Um, if you haven't, do yourself a favor to find some really really bad takes which i like to look up once in a while um search up trade mitch marner um you will find some fantastic ones out there and i mean you have 64 points this year just keep that in mind keep that in mind all right one goal four four primary assists this week not bad mitch marner had himself a week um, second start of the week. I mean, this is tough. Like, it, it's so tough to pick from. Um, but I got to give it to Austin Matthews, the four-goal week. Um, just the, the, the two goals against Vancouver, I mean, they kind of look good. But then when you watch the replays, they were they were both tipped. He, he, he had a fantastic game against Vancouver. A lot of great setups there. Um, did lead the team lead the team in individual expected goals for 1.65 five on five. So, I mean, tough to tough to overlook that one. You can't. He's got to be in there. Second star of the week. He looked amazing. Um, there is some stupid debate going on on Twitter whether I don't know someone. Obviously, the the circle of media. Someone in Toronto, a media member in Toronto, or a fan, whichever one first. They over-exaggerate the ability of a player on their team, and then all the other fan bases get upset because God knows why. And then they complain, and then they go, no, actually, this player is better. And then you get more people who go, no, this player is better. And then you go, the Toronto fans go, no, 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 you're actually wrong. Our player is as good as our whoever. I think you get what I'm coming at. That was kind of annoying to read today, but 
Austin Matthews on pace. He's at 38 right now, which would be 66 over an 82-game season. Not bad. Not bad. Very entertaining product to watch. ESPN. Cameras on this guy at all times. All right. My first start of the week, the goaltending. Can't put just Jack Campbell. I mean, two games. Riddick did start one. Played well. I think just gave up the one goal. But aside from that, I mean, the so the Montreal game, the Leafs kind of did get out chance in that one. And I'll look up the specific numbers. I'll get those in one second. But he was he was solid. There was a couple tricky shots that came in that he had to even in the Vancouver game. Up until halfway that halfway point of the game, the Vancouver actually was getting some great chances. And Jack Campbell stood tall. I mean, he he was he was good. He was solid. He was so steady back there. And just to he- keep hearing, oh, um, yeah, over the full game, the Canucks had a 57.65 Corsi four. Uh, this is the Can- uh, sorry, this is the Montreal Canadiens game on Wednesday. Expected goals was slightly tipped into favor of Montreal, but Leafs win four one. Like he was. He was solid this week. His goals against relative to his expected goals against was positive in favor of him. So he was expected to let in, I think, three. He let in two this week. Not bad. Good to see. Finally, we out goalie another team, as the people on Twitter say. We are, we got the better upper hand in the goaltending matchup there. boy. And then also... Obviously, David Riddick, as I mentioned, meme of the week. The Toronto training crew, the the strength coach, is trying to hype everyone up. Body, you know, throwing the shoulder around in the locker room. And David Riddick, if you have not seen this clip, look it up. Just sends him into another screen and just sends him out of the screen. Pretty hilarious stuff there. So, yeah. First star, goalies. Um, second star, Matthews. Third star, Mitch Marner. Um, honorable mention Jason Spezza obviously huge week fourth liner giving you four points in three games I mean and costing you not to mention costing you 700k a year holy smokes but a lot of depth scoring this week I mean uh, how many goals Adam Brooks two goals this week that's a fourth liner right there as I mentioned Jason Spezza four points this week Joe Thornton putting up a couple points this week Nick Foligno starting to look a lot better I thought I mentioned this before I gotta mention it now Nick Foligno looks a lot better with Matthews and Marner out there they seem to be meshing more they're on the same page now I, I I'm you're not going to be taking him off that line. That's going to be the first line going into playoffs, even when Hyman's back, simply because they've built that rapport together and they look really nice together. And I think Nick Foligno's abilities really complement them. And he's going to be able to help them become that first line. You know, not that you can just throw out there when it's a tie game or you're down by one, but that you're going to be playing 20 minutes when you're up by one or two. And that's what I really like about Nick Foligno on that top line, that compliment that he provides there. Roito. Um, so yeah, shout out the Leafs. What a what a week. So before we get into lineup decisions, I did want to highlight we saw Timothy Lilgren. Now, a lot of people have not seen a lot of Timothy Lilgren because he's only gotten what 12, 12 games now in the NHL. 
a very limited role last year, but this game, this game here, that he got to he got to step in. Him and Ben Hutton got to step in. Both looked solid. I mean, Ben Hutton right now is like the fifth left wing, left side defenseman. He looked all right out there. He did not look out of place at all. He hasn't played a game in a couple weeks at least. So he, he was not bad out there. Nice. 59.29 uh, goal, expected goals for percentage. Not bad. Just just looked solid out there. But I want to highlight Timothy Logram because we're going to see him a lot more next year. So what you get with him, he's not the quickest on his feet in terms of he's not going to win that five-foot puck battle when you're standing shoulder to shoulder. But he is a, he's a decent skater, decent enough skater, but he's really good Q being the power play. He's got a nice one-time shot that he can put through. Uh, he's pretty skilled. His hands, I really like his hands there. But the biggest thing I really like about his game is his ability to move the puck up the ice. He's really, really good at stretch passes. So what the hope can be and what he can hopefully develop into is something like TJ Brody. Now, I know it's a big stretch because TJ Brody is an incredibly smart defenseman. Timothy Logren had to work on his defensive game I mean, coming after his second year, as the Mar- uh, second year with the Marlies. And I mean, he's been working and it's been getting better and better. But he's looked at TJ Brody and he even said this this year. And he's trying to model his game after that. And so if you can get that guy that's able to break up plays in, in the defensive end and move it up the ice to with crisp, clean passes that he does, he threads the needle. And he always has been able to. I mean... That's a that's a potential first line first line pairing right there. It's similar to what they have in TJ Brody, right? It can be very very valuable for them, and I think we should one thousand percent see him as a regular next season. Not quite yet. I'd like to see him a couple more times this year with the Leafs, the big club. Give some guys some rest. No need to worry. Like playoffs is locked up, first place is locked up. We're okay. No need. I mean, what's the difference between winning the division by 20 points and 15? It's all the same stuff, right? So, Timothy Logan, keep your eye on that. I'm really happy with his development, um, and really, really excited to see what he can do in the future with the Leafs. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, what to get? I wanted to get into. This is the big question that should be on everyone's mind. Zach Hyman's getting there in terms of health not quite healthy yet probably won't play the rest of the regular season but when he comes back decisions are going to have to be made he's going to be back for the playoffs Bogosian's going to be back I think probably week after week into the playoffs or so I believe if my math is correct so what happens right now the Leafs are buzzing as it is I mean they played well, they played Montreal fourth place and then Vancouver, what, sixth or fifth place, whatever. So, but they, they look good. They beat up on, I mean, Winnipeg, a couple win, wins in Winnipeg as well. They've looked really good. And what, uh, there's a lot of moving parts here with this decision. I know it's one player coming back and you're looking, okay, then one person has to come out. And what a lot of people do typically is they look at their least favorite player and they go take him out. But there's so many little things that you have to look at here. And here's what I mean. Are they going to put Hyman on the second line? Or are they going to put Hyman on the third line? 
you have to look at that part. If they put him on the third line, Galchenyuk's probably going to stay in there with Tavares and Nylander. He's looked decent. He, he hasn't been great as of late. A couple points this week, two points in the last two games, a nice goal lot yesterday. So, I mean, not terrible. He's, he's shown some grit. He, he does, he, he willing to stick up for his teammates. You saw that Tavares hit. He was willing to jump in there, really like that. A little uh, school of Wayne Simmons there. But if they, so they could put Hyman on that second line there. I doubt they put him back with Matthews and Marner. You're not going to build up so much rapport between Felino, Matthews, Marner just to put Felino on a different line. I don't see that happening at all. I'm sorry. Right? So, where it's a kind of a crapshoot when you're trying to project these lineups, but where do you think Sheldon Keefe is going to want to put that Zach Hyman? the second line or you could put him on the third line and create some havoc in terms of depth i mean the leafs had the best best depth in the north by two country miles i'd say right everyone talks about oh i i really like the depth of the the jets it's not as deep as you think right it's it's, it's okay it's not as deep as you think 100 percent. if you have so if you put hyman on that third line maybe do hyman kerfoot simmons could create some havoc there could be some that could be a really good matchup tool that that sheldon keith could use right or you can go hyman tavares nylander right and then the third line being mckay of kerfoot simmons i highly doubt if they put hyman on that second line i kind of doubt we see galchenyuk in the lineup there but there's so many different possible combinations we have and then throwing another wrench there riley nash is getting healthy where does riley nash fit it does he fit it so there's about mm, and then adam brooks adam brooks was the last man in but he's looked good he scored a couple goals right so there's a bunch of different moving parts here what do you do with the fourth line i mean thornton brooks spezza has looked good do you keep that together um however galchenyuk tavares nylander has his moments there as well do you keep that one together there Mm, like the Leafs haven't gotten very good depth scoring through the playoffs. Do you want to put Hyman in the depth role, the third line role there to try to amplify that depth scoring? A lot of moving parts there. And to be honest, here's what I think is happening. I think Kerfoot is safe. I think Thornton is safe. Spezza is safe. Simmons safe. We're not taking any of those guys out. Spets has been scratched one night for rest. I highly doubt they come out during the playoffs. Just my opinion. Kerfoot has never been scratched. Kind of doubting him too. Mikheyev never been scratched. So I'm, to me, all fingers point to Brooks. Just by process of elimination, just using my dumb guy brain. I don't have any sources, I have nothing. In terms of Riley Nash, I don't know if he comes in. I really don't. But this is my opening night predictions right here. 1,000%, the roster that we see opening night will not be the roster, the same exact roster that we see one week later. I think there's too many lineup options. There's too many quality depth guys to just keep the same lineup throughout the, the, the entire playoffs, to be stubborn and stick to it, stick to your guns there. So... 
What are the lines going to look like? Here's my projection. Opening night, I think we see Felino, Matthews, Marner. All right, standard. I think we then see Galchenyuk, Tavares, Nylander. Okay, third line, a little Hyman, Kerfoot, Simmons. And then fourth line, McKay of Spezza, Thornton. For as good as Adam Brooks has been, unfortunately, he seems like to me the target that he's going to be taken out. To start, to start, him and Riley Nash to start can sit. And then we address the matchups and the matchups that come about and the issues that with who's playing well, who's not, you know. I mean, someone has brought it up to me. Mikheyev is a target to be scratched. I mean, I don't quite see that right now. He does provide value to you, especially in the playoffs. I mean, he's not, he's not scoring, but he, he does do a lot of good, solid things. He does a lot of things really well there. He's very good at suppressing breakouts and being a nuisance out there. I mean, not not physically, but he, he, he is kind of tough to play against simply because he's, he's tall. He's a big guy. He can skate very well. He's very fast, and he can break up plays because his stick is so long, which probably also contributes to the fact that he has his offensive ability is pretty well non-existent at the majority of the time, right? So then on defense, I can see it going. Well, opening ice probably. I don't think Bogosian's going to be there, but once Bogosian is back, I think it's going to. We're going to stick to the classic Riley Brody. Muzzin hole and then third line. I want Sandine to be there, but I just don't have the feeling that he will. I think Dermot's gonna stick there. But again, they have a tryout there on defense. It'll be to the start. To start, it will be Dermot Sandine. See who plays better between the two, and then the worst one comes out. Right, and then starting goalie, obviously Jack Campbell. Even if Frederick Anderson is in, is is healthy, Jack Campbell starts. How can you not? He's been fantastic this year. That would be so stupid to take him out. Like with goaltending, it's it's really just such a crapshoot. Who to play? Ooh, if you have two goalies equal, like who to play? Just whoever's doing better at the moment. Frederick Anderson is not playing at the moment. Jack Campbell is playing well at the moment. I don't care who has the starting history and whatever. Just play who's ever playing better. And get on with it. Alright? Yeah. So, to recap. A little bit of a good roll this week. The first night of playoffs, the lineup in the first night of the playoffs, will probably not be the lineup a week later. Um, and we got a little try it on D. So we'll see what happens there. It'll be quite interesting. Um, keep your eye on the Twitter machine. A lot of the information is going to come from there. And I mean, what I say right now probably could change in a week. Right? So, anyways, that is all. I'm not going to drone you on with a bunch of boring nonsense. This is all the good information I had for the week. Take it with you. Do with it what you will. And um, have a blessed week. Stay away from stuff.